good to see everyone again. Thank you for coming. As we mentioned uh, the last time, aside from the Easter Kareis involved in eating Chametz, the Mitzvah Saseh of Ach V'yayim HaRishon, Tashvisus Armi Bateichem, the Mitzvah Saseh to destroy Chametz, there are two other Yisurim that are found in Parashas Boy of Lo Yeiro Elech HaChametz. Chametz should not be seen to you. Sar Lo Yimotzeh B'Vaseichem shouldn't be found in your home. That one is not allowed to retain possession of Chametz on Pesach. The typical a way of going about then removing the chametz is the Gemara tells us some sachem and avdalim and beis. So over here, always test towards the bottom. We'll get to it later. That midoraisa bebito baalmasagi, person could nullify his chametz. Midorabanan, they required you to actually remove it from the home, to check for it, and to be mavarit from the home, as we discussed last time. That is the typical way of going about removing the chametz from your home, the usual process. However. The Mishnah does tell us in Masech the Psachim and Avchafal from Aleph that if uh, before the time of Easter, Achilas Chametz uh, sets in on Erev Pesach, a person can sell his Chametz to the Nachri. And if he sells his Chametz to the Nachri, he will avoid this Easter of Bal Yero, Bal Yemotze, because he won't own his Chametz on Pesach. The Pasuk says, Lo Yero, El Lecha Chametz, Chametz should not be seen to you, Lecha Iya Taroya, Aval Ataroya Shalacherim. As long as it belongs to the Nachri, um, you're okay. We mentioned last time it has to be behind a machitza of Yutvachim. It has to be set aside in the home designated, as that's the area that belongs to the Nachri. But as long as it is sold to the Nachri before Pesach and it's marked off in a secluded area of the home, or set aside area of the home designated for the Nachri, um, you would not be in violation of Val Yeroh, Motze. The first uh, source, though, that we have that... Uh, officially utilized this as a strategy uh, of avoiding Baleiroh, Baleimotzeh, and Pesach is the Tosefta. It's quoted by the Ritva. The Ritva over here in the first line quotes from the Tosefta in Masech Tzpsachim, that if a person is together with an Achri on a boat, and uh, is before Pesach, he doesn't have the uh, ability to uh, remove the Chametz from his home physically, what he can do is sell the Chametz to the Nachri and then buy it back uh, after Pesach. And that kind of system will work to avoid the Easter of Baal Yehra, Baal Yehmatze, based on that Mishnah himself, but then the Ritva quotes from the Tosefta, and then, uh, you know, the final phrase, Uvilvad, with one uh, clause, Uvilvad, as long as Shaloh Yarim, that you don't use this as a, you know, a legal loophole, a legal fiction, you're not making a, uh, a haroma out of it. What does that mean, uvilvad shelo yarim? So the Ritva understands that to mean the following, alval, imherim. He uses this as a legal fiction. Vihuragil lasois came bechol shonim. He does it every year on an annual basis. Limkar legoi kodim ha-pesach. This is a routine by him. Velito la'achar ha-pesach. And then he buys it back after Pesach. Kansinon lei. Then we do penalize him. We treat it like Chametz that you retained by Yisrael and Pesach and be included in the penalty of Chametz Pesach. If you do it on an annual basis. See, the opinion of the Ritva, and it's the same opinion is quoted by the Ramban, the Talmidei HaRamban, in the name of Amram Goin, that they understood this final clause of the Tosefta, that even though you can do this to avoid the Yisrael, you cannot do it on an annual basis, because that reinforces the idea that it's just a legality, a legal loophole, legal fiction, but you, uh, it's not sincere. 
Thankfully, the Beis Yosef quotes from many Rishonim who disagreed with the understanding of the Ritva and of Amram Goin. The Beis Yosef in Simen Tov Mem Ches quotes in the name of the Rosh, the same in the name of the Rambam, as well as Rabbein Yerucham, that either they didn't have that final clause of Avajlo Yarem or they understood it differently. Says Rabbein Yerucham, quoted on the last line over here by the Beis Yosef, there's no greater harama than doing this, than selling it to the Nachri and buying it back. Nonetheless, the Taisefta allowed it. As long as you sold it uh, completely. What does the Tosefta mean to conclude? It means that you shouldn't uh, sell it to him with strings attached. You know, where, where you're, you're not sincere in your sale. So then, uh, the, the Mechira is no good. That's what Tosefta means. But, uh, of course, one would be able to do this on an annual basis. Sell your chametz as long as it's sincere. There's no strings attached. He doesn't have to sell it back to you. He could sell it back to you. You hope he sells it back to you. But that's not a condition of the sale. The sale was unconditional. Then uh, such a Mechira, even though it takes place on an annual basis, uh, can be allowed. This was uh, the question that was actually posed to the Chumas Hadeshen. This, uh, you know, this system, can we uh, implement this as a system that uh, sell the chametz every year and buy it back from the Nachri? A person has so much chametz, the Chumas Hadashan was asked, and it's too difficult to actually physically remove from the home. Can he sell it to the, uh, to the guy on an annual basis? And echoing the opinion of the Rosh, the Ramam, Rabbeinu Yerucham, He says, better not to give it to him as a present, but actually to sell it to him for an nominal amount, which of course is the practice, and this Trumas Hadeshen is quoted by the Shulchan Aruch. That is the official, uh, official approach. The Trumas Hadeshen brings a raya that uh, this is allowed, and it is, in fact, a sincere sale, from the uh, Gemara in Mesechtas Gitin. The Gemara tells us in Mesechtas uh, Gitin, that uh, when a man gives his wife a get, if he gives her a get, the get has to be written on his paper. He has to own uh, the physical star. So there was a scenario that the Gemara is discussing where a husband and a wife want to get divorced, all parties agree, and you know, you, at that point you want to move uh, quick, you know, precipitously, quickly, make sure it gets done. Uh, but the only paper that was available belonged to the wife. So can she uh, be makne, the paper to the husband, and then uh, knowingly, full well, when she gives him the paper, she's going to get it right back as a get. That was a suffix. The boy Rami Barchama had that question. Can she do that? And it's a psychological. Can she make such a nuanced, you know, uh, Kenyan? Knowing at the time that she gives it, uh, that she's uh, going to get it right back. Can that work? I mean, does she understand the fine details of halacha to that degree? So the Gemara said, concludes that yes, a woman can make such a nuanced kinyan, giving it to the husband, knowing full well, ultimately, that she's going uh, to get it back. So, so too, argues the Chumas Hadeshen, that uh, this, we're going to sell the chumas to the Nachri, even though the Nachri knows that he, he doesn't really plan on taking this chumas, he plans on selling it back to us after Pesach, that doesn't mean that the sale is undermined, it's not the condition attached to it, even though he knows at the outset he's going to give it right back, because a person can make a Kenyan uh, temporarily knowing that uh, he's going to later sell it. It's just like the woman who could give the piece of paper to the husband knowing she's going to get it back. So the later Achorinim asked in the Chumas Hadesh that it's not exactly uh, the same case. Over here, when a woman gives the piece of paper to the husband, sorry, the Achorinim asked the different. 
just because a woman, right, I got it backwards, just because a woman can make such a nuanced Kenyan, after all, she's a Shomer Torah Mitzvah, who's to say that a Nachri can make such a nuanced Kenyan? And I'll tell you something, you have to make sure, you know, there's Nachri and there's Nachri over here. So, who, who's to say that the Nachri will be able to make such a nuanced Kenyan? Just because the Gemara has that uh, argument by the wife, who's giving the paper to the husband, for the get, that she can give it to him, knowing that she's going to get it back at the time that she gave it to him, doesn't mean that she didn't give it to him, believe Shalim, sincerely. So too, argue the Trumas Hadeshen, that the, the Nachri can buy the Chomets, knowing that he's going to later sell it. So others argue, who, who's to say that the Nachri, just the wife can make such a nuanced Kenyan, that the Nachri can as well. So the Enig Yomtif, who was the Robin Bialystok in the 1800s, classical Truva Sefer, says that the, this case in Mechirat's Chomets is even better than the case in the Gemara Gitin. So it's even more likely that the Nachri can make such a nuanced Kenyan. Because the wife is giving something, knowing that she's going to get it back. That's more difficult. Do you really intend to give it belief Shalom, knowing you're going to get it back? The Nachri is buying something. You're taking something, knowing that you're going to give it back. There, it's in your possession. You see that you have it. So then, uh, you, you are more likely to believe that what you're doing is, uh, is effective, is significant. Because after all, you're taking possession of the item. The wife is giving it away, knowing she's going to get it back. That's more difficult. That's the suffix of the Gemara. But to actually take something, knowing that later you're going to sell it back, that is, uh, in fact, easier to accomplish. So the raya of the Chumas Hadeshen uh, is, in fact, uh, a good raya. At the same time, even though this is quoted in Shulchan Aruch, that you can sell your Chumas to the Nachri on an annual basis, and the Nachri can make such a, uh, have that in mind, that he's buying it, even though at the time that he buys it, he plans on selling it uh, back later. The sale is valid. That's not a problem. It's not considered to be a conditional sale. At the same time, the Achreinim were uh, concerned that the sale is uh, not taken seriously enough. That's why the Mishnah Bruin, Simitof Memches, Sivkotin Yud Beis, quotes the name of the Taz and the Bach, that you should give the keys to the Nachri, for the house so that he could access the Chomets on Pesach. Otherwise, it's that's a Vavachalo Yarim. It's a conditional sale. You don't really mean it. It's not sincere. So in order to give it a little bit more substance or legitimacy, the Taz and the Bach felt that you have to give the keys to the Nachri. Otherwise, you don't really mean it. So the Mishnah Bura quotes this in the Mishnah Bura, text of the Mishnah Bura, but in the Shah Hatzion, he quotes from a Noyed of Yehuda who disagreed. Noyed of Yehuda says, who cares what you have in mind? The Gemara says in Masechus Kiddushin, when a person makes a sale... Let's say he's selling his apartment. And then uh, later, two weeks later, he comes back after he sold the apartment. He went to the closing. He says, well, you know, I was only selling the apartment because I planned to move somewhere else. But my plans fell through. So now I'd like to stay. <laughs> so the, I want my apartment back. So the Gemara says himself, this Kiddushin, that you cannot do that. Even though that's what you had in mind, at the time that you sold the apartment, you only selling the apartment because you planned to move somewhere else. But Dvarim Shebelev Enam Dvarim. What you were thinking in your heart is inconsequential unless you articulated it verbally. If you made a verbal stipulation, that's valid. But if not, Dvarim Shebelev Enam Dvarim. So argues the Knight of Yehuda, who cares what you had in mind? Whether you had in mind that you don't really plan to sell to the Nachri, that, you know, if he'll hold on to it, you'll be very angry with him, or, you know, I'll take him to court or something. It, do, it doesn't matter what you have in mind. As long as the sale is a valid sale, legitimate sale, what you have in mind should be inconsequential. So the Knight of Yehuda thinks it's not necessary uh, to give the keys to the Nachri. As long as the sale is valid, how he'll access the Chametz, when he'll access the Chametz, is his problem. I don't have to, uh, I don't have to give him the keys uh, in order to make the sale valid, because what I have in mind is Varm Shabalev, 
Einam Dvarim. And that's a good argument of the Night of Yehuda. In fact, our Chashulchan writes, we don't have the minig of giving the keys uh, to the Nachri. At the same time, the Mishnabura says, he thinks that's only true when you're dealing with a real sale. If you're dealing with a real sale of an apartment with all the documents and you go to a closing, okay, Dvarim Shabalev Einam Dvarim. But he says, the Kola Mechira lo Hayerak Haroma Ba'alma. Here the whole Mechira is uh, suspect. So therefore the Mishnah Bruce says, I'm not sure you should apply the rule of Dvarim Shabalev Einam Dvarim. So even though we don't transfer the keys at the time of the sale, most don't follow that opinion of the Taz and the Bach, we do do everything that we can in order to uh, make the sale more substantive. That's why you know, we have some elaborate forms about details, where the Chomets is, what part of the house it is, where, what's your cell phone number, in case the Nachri at some point will want to access the Chomets. We don't transfer the keys, but we do everything uh, short of that to try and make sure that the Nachri, you know, to give the sale legitimacy so there shouldn't be a problem of uvilvad shaloyarim. We can do this on an annual basis, but it has to be uh, a legitimate sale. So we try and have a Nachri who understands that uh, the Nachri I use is, uh, is a maven. So the Nachri... Uh, exactly, yeah. So uh, he, he understands exactly what he's doing. He repeats everything. It's unbelievable. Anyway, so we, we try and do what we can to make sure that it should not be a problem of Uvil uh, So that is the system that's quoted by the Truma Sadeshan that we can do on an annual basis and appears in the Shulchan Aruch. But today, is everybody, is anybody, maybe in the old days they did, but does anybody have an attachment to a half open box of cereal? Or, you know, if another one has to take them, he's welcome to have them. I mean, of course. Paying it for full value. Sure. It's a pain in the neck to go replace it, but that's right. it. No. So why should it not be? I mean, maybe in the old days, people didn't have the money. You have warehouses. Yeah, but most people, if you buy them on market value, you're happy to sell it. Exactly. If the number one, the, the sum that we give the Nukri to pay is... Uh, it would be a deal. Insurmountable. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. No, so we mean it. Yeah, if you want to come and take it, come and take it. Right. I'm not sure he means it. Right. That's more of the problem as well. Yeah, okay. However, the uh, Bechar Shar, Bechar Shar, who is the author of the Tvu Shar on uh, Yeridea and Masech Deschulin, was a contemporary of the Nesivas in the 1700s, uh, puts one limitation on this uh, system, this annual system of selling the Chomets to the Nachri to avoid Bali Yiroh, Bali And that is, he writes, that uh, perhaps this uh, can be limited to Chomets, which one only has to uh, remove from his home Midr it's only a problem about your robe, by your matze, midrabana. I mean, you already mavatal your chametz. You're going to avoid by your robe, by your matze, midraisa, because the Gemara tells us, babito ba'al masagi. Simply by being mavatal your chametz, that's enough to avoid by your robe, by your matze. Midrabana, they require that you actually remove the chametz from your home. So, argues the Bechar Shar, that's where Mechira's chametz, uh, on an annual basis to the Nachri, can work. Well, you're only avoiding uh, an Iser Midorabonon of Bayiro Bayamotse. But to avoid an Iser Midoraisa of Bayiro Bayamotse, either where you will not mavatal your Chomets, and your Chomets is not, uh, it's Chomets, what we call Chomets Gomor, which means that it has, it contains within it a Kazais of Chomets that could be eaten with Kedeya Achilas Pras, that concentration of Chomets. If it's a mixture of Chomets which does not have a Kazais of Chomets, which could be eaten by Kedeyachilas Pras, perhaps it's uh, only an Iser Midrabanon to retain it on Pesach. So he says, when you're dealing with only an Iser Midrabanon of Bayiro, Bayemotse, then you can use such a sale. But when you're dealing with an Iser Bayiro, Bayemotse, either with Chametz Gomer that you don't intend to be Mavatel, or something that uh, you cannot be Mavatel, which we'll get to in a second, then this type of Mechira doesn't work. He's discussing over there a person who wanted to sell uh, an animal. 
uh, for Pesach. I think a pet, I think he meant a farm animal. And he argues that uh, there you're going to sell it to the Nachri, having in mind that the Nachri is going to feed him Chomets, Doi Raisa, on Pesach. So he says, the animal you cannot be Mavatel. You can't be Mavatel, an animal. <laughs> Declare it as negligible. So since you can't be Mavatel, the animal, you're uh, in violation, you're dealing with uh, what's on the table is an Isar, Bayiro, Bayimotze, Midoi Raisa, that you cannot avoid with this uh, sale to the Nachri. He says, Kevin the Isa Midra Bonan who the Midai Rise of Bito Bahamasagi, when all you're dealing with is an Isa Midra Bonan Bayrobayimotse, hey Mamru, hey Mamru. They said the Isa, they came up with perhaps a solution to that by selling it to the Nachri. Avala Havkiya Isa Dai Raisa to sidestep an Isa Midai Raisa the Hainu. La Haku Behemas Yisrael Khamitz Be Pesach, Loi Mahani Mechira. Such a Mechira does not work. She Adua Shekavanasa Rak La Hakov Loi Laniakh. You don't intend to leave the animal by the Nachri. She says, when you're dealing with an Yisr, by your by your Matzai, either with an animal that you cannot uh, be Mavata, or Chomets Doma, which contains the Kazais of Chomets, should be in Achilas Pras, there you cannot use such a system of Mechiras Chomets. It's only after you are Mavata, your Chomets, Midai Rais, you avoid a by your by your you only have to remove from the home of the Rabban, and that's when you could use such a Mechira. His, his chametz. His chametz. But you are benefiting from, you intend, when you sell the animal to him, that he should feed him chametz. So you, you, it's, not your chametz. it's not your chametz, it's true, but you are benefiting from the chametz because it's your animal. It's your animal. He argues it's still your animal. I understand. Yeah. That was, that was, that was what he was discussing. How did the factory sell the chametz? I mean, that hasn't been possible. They want to use it the day after the day after the day. Yeah, so we're, we're not going to pass. Many don't hold like this before, sure. That's the so the Chsam Saif already asked in the Mechoshar, how can you say Mechiras Chometz is limited to a situation where you were first Mavatal your Chometz? If you're Mavatal your Chometz, argues the Chsam Saifer, it doesn't belong to you anymore. How could it be that that's the, uh, what the Shulchan Aruch is discussing, where Mechiras Chometz is uh, applicable, is where you were first Mavatal your Chometz, Midairaiz, you avoided by your Rabbi Motzei. Then you sold it once you Mavatal it. How can you sell it, argues the Chsam Saifer, in Manavshach? E Bito, he was a contemporary of the Bukhar Shah, a little bit after. E Bito, Kvar, Shuv Eich, Moicha, Lenachri. How can you sell your Christ to the Nachri after you've already been Mavato it? So it, it seems that the Machlaikas between the Bukhar Shah and the Chsam Sefer perhaps hinges on a Machlaikas we show him how to understand what, uh, how the mechanics of Bito Chametz. Taisis uh, on that Gemara and the Psachim that Dadam obeys, where the Gemara says, Midarais of a Bito, Ba'amasagi, to avoid Ba'iro, Ba'imatsa, you are Mavatal, your Chomets. He quotes from Rashi that what, do, how, what does Bito accomplish? That it's as if you uh, d- physically destroy the Chomets. You know, not physically, but mentally. It's considered to be Hashbasabalev. You can either burn it in a garbage can or you could destroy it mentally. That's considered to be a Kiyum. Of uh, Taisus disagrees, and he says no. Hashbasa involves specifically burning the chametz. Can't just mentally uh, eradicate it, obliterate it. Rather, Taisus says beetle works as a form of hefker. It's like hefker. It's as if it's left your rishus. It's ownerless. And this is reflected in the two. Uh, the nusach that we use for bito chametz that they have a leibotel, but they have a hefker ka'afra da'ara. Leibotel is like Rashi. They have a hefker ka'afra da'ara is like Toisvis. So the Ran 
if you say like Rashi and like Tysus, now we understand the argument of the Ksam Sefer. Either you eradicated it mentally, it's obliterated. How now can you sell it? Or you declared it as Hefker. Once you're Mavatu Yochamets, it's ownerless. How can I sell it to the Nachri? So it must be, argues the Ksam Sefer, that Mechiras Chamets, that institution, that's discussed by the Tysefta and quoted in Shulchan Aruch, must apply to Chamets, that is in fact Chamets Gomor, which you were not Mavatel. And you're dealing with an Yisr Bayerol Bayerol but nonetheless, Mechiras Chamets can work. Because after you're Mavatu it, how can you sell it? However, it could be that the opinion of the B'char Shar is more in line with the Ran and with the Ramban. The Ran and the Ramban have a third perspective on how, what are the mechanics, what does Bito Chamets uh, entail, what does it accomplish? The Ran and the Ramban ask on Taisvis, if it means Hefker, say Hefker. The Gemara knows the word Hefker. Yet the Gemara called it Bito Chametz. Why don't they call it Hefker Chametz? And then, uh, the uh, Taisus already is aware of this problem. The Gemara says in the Dharam, to be Mafkir something has to be done in the presence of three people. People Mavato, their Chametz, uh, by themselves. So, and moreover, the Gemara says in, Sha- in Psachim and Avzayim and Aleph, if Erev Pesach falls out on Shabbos, you can be Mavato, your Chametz, on Shabbos. Ask the Ran, how can you be Mafkir something on Shabbos? The whole discussion in the Rishonim, can you be Mafkir on Shabbos? Can't you be Mafkir on Shabbos? And then finally, uh, Bito occurs mentally. It's a declaration in your heart. So, how could that uh, declare something as onerous? So to make something hefker, you have to verbalize it. So, the Ran is not happy with Taisa's uh, approach, and the Ran and the Ramban have their own approach to Bito Chometz. And that is that they argue you really should never have violated Bayiro uh, Bayimotse in any circumstance. Because once Chometz, uh, once Pesach arrives, all Chometz is Asabanaz, prohibited in all forms of benefit, and that should make it onerous. Since I can't benefit from it, for all intents and purposes, I don't own it. So says the Ramban, It's not You don't own it. So You should never be able to come to a situation where you could violate You don't own your Chametz. Come Pesach. Rather, the Torah makes you responsible for it since you care about it. From the fact that the Torah has an Yisr, even though we, it's, uh, we can't benefit from it, we don't own it, that must mean that it's in our responsibility, it is our problem, because you care about it. They should die to Allah, who writes a B'Kiyumo. You want it. Therefore, Chazal said, if you uh, actually declare that you don't care about it, all you're doing is restoring the system that always should have been in place, which is, once Pesach comes, the Chavetz is Isa automatically becomes onerous, and you don't violate Bayro Bayamotse. The whole need for Bito is because the Torah put it back in your responsibility because you care about it. But if you say, I don't care about it, so then uh, once Pesach comes, the Chametz becomes also Bahana, and you don't violate Bayro Bayamotse. But according to the Ran and the Ramban, when does Bito Chametz take effect? When you make your verbal declaration, no, when does it take effect? Once Pesach comes. Once Pesach comes, and I've demonstrated, I said, I don't care about this item, then the Torah does not put it back in my responsibility. Rather, this, you know, what always should have happened, happens, and it becomes also, no, I don't own it, and no one violates Baliro, Baliyamotse. According to him, the Chomet Yisrael, you can't do Bitalon. So according to... You did not do Bitalon. You can't do Bitalon yeah, afterwards. Once you did Bitalon, 
If I do Beetle before, I say, I don't care about it. And not only that do I not care about it, I'm going to sell it to the Nachri, so that reinforces my Beetle. It doesn't, my Beetle doesn't undermine the Mechira. I don't own it anymore, said the Ksam Sofer. How could you sell it? No. Beetle doesn't accomplish anything on itself. You have to wait till Pesach comes, then it becomes Asabahana. I don't own it any longer, and now I don't violate by Yerub But says Bechar Shar, if you Mavato it, that accomplishes nothing at that point. Then you sell it, whoa, so you, you really don't care about it. I really don't plan on retaining this item of Pesach. So the sale, if anything, just reinforces the Beetle, it doesn't, uh, it's not undermined by the Beetle. What does the Beetle cover that's not covered in the Mechira? Nothing really. But, 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 it allows you to be only dealing with an Easter of Midrabanan. Once I'm a Vata, my Chomet, Easter day rises off the table. Now you want to sell it to the Nachri, fine. Answer some cipher. Once you're Mavata, your Chomet, it's not yours. So the Kharshar says, no, it is still yours. But the Easter day rises off the table, you're dealing only with an Easter Midrabanan. That's when the Kharshar understood that we could deal with, we could understand the Mechiris Chomet. So it doesn't make a difference when you do each one. According to Bechosha, you must do Bito before the Mechira. Because then you take the Yisra Daraisa off the table with the Bito. doesn't happen yet at that point, but once Pechza comes, I won't, I'm not dealing anymore with an Yisra Daraisa by Yorba. I said, I don't care about it. Oh, and now I could uh, have an annual sale to the Nachri. So when do we do Mechira? When do you do Mechira in general? After Bito comes. Yeah, once the Yisra, the time of Yisra comes. We do it first, but he does it. No, we do a Kenyan to him, Right. We do it after this manachila when no one's eating it anymore. But it's around the same time. It's around the same time. Bukharsha's problem is harama. Not after the Easter, you can't own it anymore. We do it after this manachila before this man Easter. But Bukharsha's problem is harama. Is harama. He says you can't do a legal loophole, a legal fiction for Dairaisa. So you know what? I'll be Mavatama Khamet, take my legal Dairaisa off the table. So I'm sorry if it said once you're Mavatu Khamet, it's over, it doesn't belong to you. You can't sell it anymore. So he argues, no, nothing happens at that point. All I did was say take the Easter Dairaisa off the table. Now all you're doing with the Isamidarabanan now I could use a legal loophole, I could use a legal fiction. Where the, why did the Bakar Shor limit that to Isurim de Rabbanan? How did he know you can't use a legal fiction? Well, you know, you're selling it, but you have a mind to buy it back. Even by an Isur de Raisa. So the source for that, he claims, is from a Gemara Mesech de Shabbos, where the Gemara tells us in Mesech de Shabbos that on Yom Tif, one is allowed to strain wine from sediment. Not allowed to do it on Shabbos, but you're allowed to do it on Yom Tif. At the same time, you cannot attach a strainer to a utensil. That's Uvdu Dechol. Anisa Midrabanan. So the Gemara says, Marim Adam, a person could do a harama, lupo, legal fiction, and attach a strainer to the top of the container and uh, declare, I only have a mind here to put, remind him, pomegranates, cantaloupes, nothing's getting strained. I'm putting here as a basket. And then, once he puts it there, after declaring that he's using it for pomegranates, now we can use it to strain the wine from sediment. Even though, but the Gemara says, you have to actually have put the pomegranates there once. You have to put them there once. So the Gemara says, uh, continues, <laughs> that not only in such a situation can you pull such a shtick, but there's another uh, situation as well with regards to chalamoid. You're only allowed to do work on chalamoid if it's letzarech lemoid. Not letzarech lemoid, you're not allowed to do malacha on chalamoid. Midrabanon. So the Gemara says, if you have, uh, you want to have fresh beer, so what you can do is brew beer on Chalamoid and say that this is a Tzarech Lamoid. Even though you, you have a storehouses full of beer from beforehand, you don't need it to Tzarech Lamoid. As long as you declared that it's a Tzarech Lamoid and people look at you, they say, oh, this is a Tzarech Lamoid, 
then such a situation is allowed. Or, the Gemara is another situation. A person has an open bottle, and he wants to put a bottle stopper in the bottle. But, Midirabon, we're not discussing opening bottles now, but you cannot uh, create a bottle cap on Shabbos, Midirabonon, because it looks like Mesakin Kli. Looks, So the Gemara says what he can do is take garlic, and you're allowed to store garlic somewhere, take the garlic and store it in the top of the bottle. Oh, turns out it's also a bottle stopper. It serves as a bottle cap, but that's okay as long as you declare it. I plan on storing my garlic right here. That's okay. Well, finally, the Gemara has uh, another situation, which is you're not allowed to travel on a boat which is being uh, operated by a Nachri on Shabbos. Because you might, you might come to make a boat. We're not discussing <coughs> boat travel now either. So you might come uh, to make a boat. Midirabonon. Sigmar says, but what you can do is, you can, a uh, a London, can lie down in the boat to take a nap. There's a boat that's docked over here at the edge of the river. Take a nap. And he wants to go check on his business uh, produce on the other side of the river. He lie down here, take a nap. If he wakes up and the Nachri drove him to the other side of the river, uh, then that's fine. That's okay. As long as he declared, I'm planning on taking a nap here, that's fine. So, Amalahu, Harama Karmarta, Harama Bidurabananhi, Vitsur Bamei Rabbanan, Laasim Yavad Lachachila. This is a Harama which is allowed to be uh, perpetrated when we're discussing only an Isa Midurabanan. But writes Rashi, Ha Harama Lab Isa Dairaisa. If we be dealing with an Isa Midurabanan, you cannot do this kind of uh, system. This kind of legal loophole, a legal fiction. As long as we all know what you mean. So, so too argues the Bacharshar. If we're dealing with Chametz, that is a Chametz, that is a, an issue of Bayro, Bayamatsa Midairaisa, contains within it a Kezais of Chametz, which could be eaten by Kedai Achilas Pras, and you don't intend to be Movato it. So then argues the Bacharshar that the Mechiras Chametz cannot operate with regard to that kind of Iser Dairaisa, because when it comes to Isurim Dairaisa, the Gemara seems to imply. Uh, that a haroma, a legal fiction, cannot work. Or if you're dealing with an animal, which is not, you cannot be mavatil. And many uh, follow that opinion of the B'char Shor, and, uh, the El Yerabba, the Yeshua Siakov, the Chayei Adam, many are machmer lechachila, not to sell chametz gomor. On Pesach, only taruvas chametz, a mixture of chametz, which doesn't contain within it the kezayis of uh, chametz, which could be eaten b'kdei achilas pras. However, the Makar Chaim, who was a contemporary of the Bechar Shar, the Nesivis, argues that uh, you can use, some Sefer also argued with Bechar Shar, that you can use Mechiras Chametz even when it comes um, to an Iser Midairaisa. Even with regards to Chametz Gomor, the Kezayis of Chametz, which can be even Kedei Achilles Pras, because you have no Raya from that Gemara in Shabbos to preclude us from doing so. The Gemara tells us in Masech the Shabbos, it's talking about something else. That's where, says Makar Chaim, you did the Easter. Exactly that which Chazal prohibited us from doing, you did it. But you sidestepped it by declaring, that's not what I had in mind. But you did exactly what they were trying uh, to preclude us from doing. The Sham Oyser Koha Easter. Rakshamarim. The Harama is the Loyodi Inchi Shaisa Easter. People are going to say, you're just going to sleep on the boat, you're just stopping up your bottle, even though we all know that's not what you mean. Uh, at the same time, you're doing the Easter, which Chazal prohibited us, uh, which Chazal prohibited us from doing. So then, if it comes to Easter Day Raisa, that's what you have in mind, so then you can't have a Harama, because since we all know what you have in mind, it doesn't depend on what you declare verbally, uh, so then you can't have a Harama in such a situation on an Easter Day Raisa. 
But he says over here by Mechiris Chametz, you're not doing anything that was initially prohibited. It's not that you're doing an Iser, Chazal made an Iser, uh, you're say you're doing that exact action, but you're saying it doesn't apply to me. So uh, we all know that's what you have in mind. We all know. So when you're dealing with an Easter Deiraisa, such a, a kind of a, a verbal declaration can't get you out of an Easter Deiraisa. But over here, argues Makar Chaim, you're not violating anything. Who cares that we know you're going to buy it back at the end of Yom Tif? There's only an Easter if you actually own it on Pesach. If you use an effective form of Kenyan by transferring ownership to the Nachri, you have not, you're not doing anything that was uh, prohibited by Chazal or Midday Raisa. So therefore, even though you're sidestepping an Easter Midday Raisa, it's different than the Gemara Masech the Shabbos. That's where you actually did the Easter with something else in mind. So when it comes to Easter Midday Raisa, that doesn't help. Over here, you're not doing anything. That's us midday raisa or midrabbanan. You're transferring ownership to the nachri. So rice makor Even when you're dealing with an isa midday raisa, such a mechira can work. And the opinion of makor and many others as well is that uh, they would sell chametz gomer when Pesach comes. At the same time, and many have different bin hagim. What's called chametz gomer is uh, scotch called chametz gomer is uh, beer called chametz gomer. We have pitul, so it doesn't matter. You are not planning on being mavato your scotch. No. no. If you would, then according to Tysus, it's you know, Hefker or Rashi, you I mean, mentally eradicate it. an animal, but uh, why can't you be scotch? If you are, if you plan on buying it back and you want to drink it, and you're looking forward to that, so then the, 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 the Bechar Shah argues that they use Mechiras Chametz like a, you were Mavato your Chametz, and then you sold it too. So right. you don't have to. But, uh, but, but if you're not going to be Mavato it, you don't intend, you don't, you don't want to declare it onerous. You don't want to destroy it, believe. So then. Uh, so then, it is interesting though, the Bukhar Shah only limited it to the animals. He was aware that people retain Chamez Gomer too. Why didn't he address that? I have the same curiosity. That's why I'm not impressed with the arguments of Bukhar Shah. I sell Chamez Gomer. Bukhar Shah sold Chamez Gomer. He never mentioned that he didn't. But many extend his argument by the animals that you can't be Mavato an animal. Many extend the argument, well, you don't plan on being Mavato your scotch either. I, I would argue the Bukhar Shah should have said that. Didn't say that. So that's why I'm not convinced personally of the arguments of the Bukhar Shah, but. Uh, many have a different minhagim with regards to this, and everyone uh, should follow whatever their uh, their minhag is. They're both two legitimate opinions. At the same time, uh, that doesn't mean that all mechiras uh, are equal. Just because we sell chametz on Pesach doesn't mean that uh, that same mechira could be extended uh, to Shabbos, or the same mechira could be extended to uh, mechira uh, with regards to the, the, the Shnas Hashmita. We'll just say this is a final point. The Maral writes in uh, Parshas Vayiga, she asks, the same kasha that the Rishonim ask, how did Yaakov Avinu marry two sisters? After all, the Mishnah tells us in Mesechus Kiddushin, Avram Avinu, the others were Kimas Kolator, Kula Achaladin, how did he marry two sisters? So the Ramban says, because the Easter, they only fulfilled the mitzvahs of the Torah in Eretz Yisrael. That's the primary location of the Kiyum of the Torah and the mitzvahs is in Eretz Yisrael. So that's where they kept the Torah and the mitzvahs, but not in Chutzlaretz. However, the Maral argues, uh, that no, that even though they kept all of the mitzvahs, that was only the mitzvahs. Because there it makes sense to volunteer, even though they weren't commanded, uh, because you receive reward for fulfilling the mitzvah. But by a loisase of marrying two sisters, that he argued doesn't make sense to volunteer. Either you violate the Easter or you didn't. It makes no sense uh, if you're not commanded to volunteer beyond, uh, beyond that and uh, include yourself in Easter, which don't apply to you. Similar argument is found in the Nesivas' comments on the Gemara Brochus and the Chesimet Aleph. He quotes the Sifrei, famous Sifra, I'm sorry, Parashas Kedoshim, that a person should always say, oh, I would love to eat pork, I would love to wear shatnas, 
what can I do? The Rebbeinu Shlalom has precluded me from doing so. However, says the Nesivus, you should not say, oh, I would love to have no Seder. I would love not to eat matzah, not to have to deal with all of this. When it comes to mitzvah say, a person should want to fulfill them, to receive the reward. When it comes to mitzvah say, either you violate it or you don't. And we gain, gain nothing by going beyond the letter of the law. Either if you violate it, you violate it. If you didn't, it makes no sense to volunteer. And it makes no sense to want to do more than you're obligated to do. When it comes to mitzvahs, so we receive reward. Then a person, there's a spirit of the law, and a person should want to do it, because that's, uh, should volunteer to do it, and perhaps even go beyond. He should want to do the mitzvahs, uh, and he perhaps even volunteer it. So that's why the Chazanish, tells over here in the biography of the Chazanish, called the Per Hador, the Chazanish, even though he uh, agreed that this was the established the custom in Klal Yisrael to sell chametz, perhaps even chametz gomor, uh, when Pesach comes, at the same time, he was opposed to the Heter Mechira of selling the land in Eretz Yisrael for the Shnas Hashmita. Because in the Shnas Hashmita, the Minchas Chinuch writes, there is not only a Lois Tzasei, which you're avoiding, uh, by selling it to the Nachri, but there is a Mitzvah Tzasei. The Pesach says, Shnas Shabosah in Yehiyagah Oretz. V'shav Saharetz. There's a Mitzvah Tzasei that the land should rest. On Shabbos also, there's a Mitzvah of Shabosah. Not just to not perform... Uh, Malacha, the Ramban writes on Chumash and Parshish Emor, a mitzvah to rest on Shabbos, a mitzvah saseh of Shabbos. When you're dealing with a mitzvah saseh, so the Chazanish says, we don't want to avoid that. You shouldn't have a mechira that avoids a mitzvah saseh. That's something that we should try and volunteer. We have to go beyond, not just to avoid the letter of the law. We should uh, want to go beyond the letter of the law, the spirit of the law, to actually fulfill it. And he quotes over here that when the Imre Emes came to Eretz Yisrael, he was opposed uh, to the Mechira during the Shnas HaShemitah, and he explained, This is what the The Torah wants us not to have Chometz in our house, so you found a way, a solution, you don't have Chometz in your house. That the land should rest. We shouldn't come up with solutions to avoid uh, the mitzvah. So even though we do do mechira, everyone does their, their own minhag, either some sell chametz gum or some don't, I personally do, but everyone should follow uh, their minhag. When it comes to the mitzvahs, the leil haseder, the beautiful mitzvahs that we have at the seder, we should not try and come up with solutions to minimize it. We should embrace it and go beyond the letter of the law, the spirit of the law, and if we do that, we deserve to all the gavad the ganyanim that a person deserves to obtain. We're having uh, a couple stay in our guest bedroom uh, uh, for the first two days of Yom. Yeah, I do a bit of a Tuesday night with a lot of right?